you know, I won't keep you too too long, but want to talk about the tour and oh, no the upcoming album and uh, get your opinion on a couple of things and uh, cool. talk a little dad core too, maybe, and some craft beer and have some yeah. fun here. But uh, I want to fire up the, the DeLorean, if I can, for one second and kind of go back to the last yep. time I saw you, which was that, that seemed to be haunted or cursed show at the Hollywood Palladium in California. With oh yeah, Parkway <laughs> yeah. Drive and Kill Switch Engage and and as a fan at that show, uh, what what can you tell me what happened technically that night that caused the delay during your set and then whatever ultimately killed Parkway Drive who didn't even get to finish their set? I think it was a lot of wireless issues actually. Um, you just never know what you're gonna get when you come in come in like that but I'm pretty sure that show if I'm remembering right we had some wireless issues and then some power issues and we couldn't hear a lot of things in our ears and I think they were having problems with that too and when that happens it just cuts the sound to your ears so if you're the drummer and everyone's relying on you to keep everything together and then you have no sound like you can't hear anything things can fall apart pretty quickly and I think that everyone's kind of having some problems with that that night yeah, it was a crazy set, but give it up for Jake for just trying to vamp and tell some stories the whole time. <laughs> Chilling yeah. time up there, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's all, that's all you can really do in that situation, I guess. See, I thought you were going to just blame everything on Parkway Drive, and that's why you kind of <laughs> kicked them off of this, cur- this current tour and you said, Kill Switch, you guys were cool. You finished your set that night. We'll take you up. We'll, we'll go back out yeah. on the road with you, but not not that cursed yeah. Parkway Drive. But uh, certainly <laughs> looking forward to this uh, tour. We got you in, in, our, in our backyards, in our neck of the woods here, downtown Riverside at Riverside Municipal Auditorium on Wednesday, March 25th. And what a stacked lineup with, of course, course uh howard jones and his band like the torch opening and then of course you guys and kill switch are you pumped for this tour yeah we're very excited it's it's a little strange that we've never done this extensive of a tour with him before like adam d recorded our first record thrill seeker so the fact that he you know that, that we get to hang out with him for you know another month again is exciting and their band we've been hoping to hit the road with for a long time so we're we're very happy and we have a ton of shows selling out already like a lot sold out this week so so it's going to be a huge tour. It's going to be awesome. You're a Kill Switch fan, just like I am. We're hoping that Howard uh, jumps up for a song or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I won't be surprised if he does. <laughs> that might be what, what's in the works here. Awesome, man. And speaking of, of songs being played, uh, how many new songs are you guys going to sneak into the set? We'll do the, we're going to do the two new singles. We are a band who doesn't like to play new songs that people haven't heard yet because as a concert goer, I personally hate when that happens. <laughs> you know, a concert is a hard place to absorb a song you haven't heard yet. You know, you just kind of sit there and you're like, okay, we're going to play the two uh, singles that we put out for sure. And uh, then we'll play, you know, a bunch of hopefully songs that people and uh, I think we have you to uh, to uh, I guess blame or, or or give praise to for the the Defender video having such a comic book feel because you're like the big comic book guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that turned out. Ex- 
extraordinarily well. You know, I just kind of threw an idea out there when we decided to call it song Defender. And they just, like, my original thought was just, like, I would love for this to just be, like, an animated video where, like, it's almost like you're paging through a comic book and, like, the images and stuff come to life. And then the band is sometimes in there as, like, the background music to what is going on in the story. And so we sent that idea over to the director, and he's just like, here's what I'm thinking. And we're like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah, let's roll with this. Yeah, it came out incredibly well. Like, I, you just never know because with an animated situation, you don't know if you're going to be able to do a lot of edits because we just get it back to like, you know, like a week or two before the video is supposed to come out. And it's like, okay, how fast can you redraw things? And luckily, what they sent over was awesome. So we had like one or two comments and then that was it. But yeah, they, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it looked great. Although to be honest, I was hoping for another epic snowball fight kind of video, or maybe maybe a sand <laughs> fight, maybe in the sand or something instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit uh, about Guardians, which is coming out here on April the third? Is it true that it was Guardians of Metal Corp, but that was just a little too long, so you just cut it to, to Guardians? <laughs> No, yeah, I think that's what people are kind of going going with and running with. But uh, no, it's always Destiny Guardian. What can we expect? I mean, uh, you know, I talked to Jake uh, last on the last tour when you guys were doing the 10th anniversary, and he said it was yeah. going to be a much more straightforward album. There's some songs that are like that, definitely. The first two singles represent that. But a lot of the record is fast, heavy, like metal record. I mean, it's it's a really aggressive album. It's it's us for sure <laughs> um, we didn't really you know take any big leaps um, outside of the August Burns Red Box we love our fans we know our fans and we like making this music but it's just it's a fast hard heavy record um, if you like us now you know you're not going to stop liking us because of this record I can say that and hopefully there's some like newer catchy chants like the first two signals that could draw in some people who may not have heard of us before or listened to us before can you tell me, are there any like guest spots on the new album to look forward to? There are no guest spots on this record. We reached out to a couple people and the timing wise, it didn't work out this time. How about a cover tune or maybe a power ballad? <laughs> I think the new song Bones is about as power ballad as we get. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. I, I was, of course, stalking you on Instagram before talking to you and, and uh, like a good interviewer would do. And I, yeah. I noticed I was surprised on there. It said lyricist. Do you always write all the songs or is it a shared duty with Jake or you just kind of do some? He does some or you guys work together or talk to me about kind of you as a lyricist in the band. So Matt and I write um, the lyrics of the band for the most part. I tend to write the majority that, you know, has to also pay a lot of attention to drums because <laughs> they're very hard in this band. So Matt and I write, tend to write most of the lyrics for the band. And then what we do is we send them over to Jake or we sit down with him and then he looks through them. He finds the ones that he likes. And then that way he can focus on writing vocals and he writes patterns and melodies and things like that. And we will sit there and go through all the lyrics and uh, match them up to the songs in the studio and based on how we feel they fit to the songs and then we, we rearrange words and I sit there with him so that way he has a quick reference if he's like hey I want to change these words can you tell me like what this line is all about like how can we rearrange this so that it fits my patterns better but still conveys the same point so it gets to be a pretty big team effort once we get into the studio with, with Jake and I. So you kind of give him the bones and then he can kind of fill in and, and shade in all the, the colors and shade 
shapes in between. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And, you know, we use our, our producer, Grant, who's great at helping with patterns, great with melodies. And the three of us on this last record, you know, we sat there for an entire month and we did vocals from nine to five every single day for, for an entire month. So a lot of time and effort went into creating the vocals on this record. Any clean singing on the new record? Thrones is as clean as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, there's his typical like pitch screams and things like that. But as far as clean singing, we don't really get any cleaner than, than what you heard in that song. You know, just a couple other things wrapping up, and I appreciate all the time today. But uh, you being a, a PA guy and it being baseball season, are you a Phillies fan? Are you excited for baseball or not your sport? Oh, I like I like baseball. I'm more of a football fan, but I'm excited for this. It's a great time for it to start. Um, we'll be able to watch a lot of spring training stuff on the bus on this tour we get like all the sports channels so I'm sure we'll be able to pick up like all the Phillies games uh, down in Clearview and stuff but yeah I like the Phillies I will root for the Phillies but I'm excited to you see them this year you know they started out like a house on fire last year and then really uh, hit a brick wall so hopefully they can keep some more momentum this year this year but uh, we'll see and then uh, you know another thing in, in stock in your Instagram that I was happy to see is craft beer fan and and uh, yeah. curious want to talk a little craft beer what's your flavor I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hazy IPA kind of guy but uh, how about yourself uh, I'm an IPA guy you know hazy IPAs at this point are getting it's kind of becoming like the only thing you can find yeah. The other day, I had like a just a classic Bell's Two Hearted, and I was like, "This is so good." <laughs> One you can see through. You know, you can drink two or three of them and not have gut rot in the morning. <laughs> um, I think yeah, I'm an IPA guy. Uh, I love them, and the beers we made um, with Elder Pine, Dustin's Buzz Room, two IPAs, and they came out fantastic. So um, yeah. Definitely a beer guy. That's part of the fun of touring is, you know, you get to hunt down and find all these highly sought after beers that everyone talks about. Yeah, there's some good spots. When you come to uh, Riverside, there's a couple spots in downtown that you can hit. There's, there's a oh, route, cool. route 30 brewery right there. And then uh, Retro Taco, they serve a whole bunch of, they got a big tap list in there and a bunch of cool spots. But uh, get any more distribution on, on your beer? Or are you going to do a different beer, another run with those guys? Or what are you thinking for your own beer? Yeah, we are. Uh, we do we are coming up soon. Um, I'm going to do it shortly here. We have, you know, I've had to help them out with distribution, um, but that is, you know, that's over our head as far as the legality of that. Right. <laughs> um, we tried to get a beer. We have a beer coming out. We tried to get a beer to come out to this uh, CD release show that we're doing in Des Moines, Iowa. And then afterwards, we have an after party. So there's some album release at midnight. We tried to get a new beer to come out, come out there, but all the laws in Iowa were like, nope. Uh-huh. Can't happen. So we have a ways around. <laughs> Coincidentally or oddly enough, it was easier to get our beer over in Europe than it has been to get around America. Um, wow. We were able to get, yeah, we were able to get our WPA and fruit and sour into, I think, six different countries on our last European tour. So that was awesome. That was something that was really neat. That's rad, man. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything better than that. Like, you know, drinking your own beer and listening to your own album. Like, I always make the comparison. Like, craft beer <laughs> is kind of like music. Like, when you go to a brewery, it's like putting on an album, like checking out all that they yeah. have to offer. It's kind of yeah. that comparison. Like, there's nothing better than that. Like, a new album and some new craft beer, and bam, that's a good afternoon. Yeah, yeah it's 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 definitely something that people put their heart into. And that's kind of what 
what I'm a fan of. Like, I like good coffee. I like good beer. Uh, I like good teas and like music and stuff. And I, I said to my wife the other day, I'm like, I think my thing in life is that if someone's going to dedicate their life towards making something, I'd like to try that yeah. <laughs> or watch it or hear it. You right. know, you appreciate the craftsmanship because you you do the same exact thing. It's yeah, fun. I guess. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, but I think that is because you, cre- you you take something and out of no- you create something out of nothing, out of thin air, essentially, and create albums worth of music and write lyrics and everything else. So that's kind of the same thing that they're doing. Yeah, and that's a great point. You know, it's also funny about you. Know, I love dadcore that you wrote on on uh, Instagram, <laughs> and I think I get I know what you're getting at. Or I was going to kind of say that comparison. I'm kind of like you. Like if you saw me walking down the street, you wouldn't think I'm a metal fan either. Yeah, is that kind of what dadcore yeah. is all about? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I have the Sony Six and I have one on the way. Yeah, I mean, it's just out here as a guy in the metal band. Dad, <laughs> you know, it's that that to me is about as dadcore as it gets. Do you have to have a kid to be a dad core? Because I don't have any kids yet, but I, I, I don't know. You can be husband core. Husband core. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brent, I appreciate all the time. Just last couple of things for you. Get, okay, yep. get your opinion on a couple of things. A little music game I like to yep. play with everyone I talk to. Put bands in category and make you pick your favorite out of this, this grouping of bands. And for this first okay. one, I'm going to go back to the early 90s for what I call the Flannel Five. So I want to know your favorite out of what I call the Flannel Five, which is Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, or Alice in Chains. Who's your favorite out of the Flannel Five? Probably Alice in Chains. Tell me why. Tell me why. They just have a lot of nostalgia for me. Um, You know, I liked all those other bands, but I just remember jamming Alice in Chains at one of my neighbor's houses when I was a kid. He was a little bit older than me, but he would always buy his cool albums. And for some reason, Jar Five was just sit with me and we would just sit there and listen to that for hours over and over and over again yeah man they always seem the most metal to me they're my favorite of the bunch and they always seem to be the most yeah. the most metal like everyone was kind of alternative rock at that point but yeah. it seemed a little bit more metal yeah I agree I agree pick a uh, Allison Chains tune to play on the radio hey you want me to pick one that you should play yeah hmm what's the one no no man I don't know me I'm the man in the box song oh, what's that song called man in the box that's the one I always <laughs> have in my is it, is it, is it just yeah. called man in the box yeah okay there's one of their songs that they say the chorus and they're and you're like, yeah, that song's called that, and it's not called that. And I forget which one that is. But yeah, Man in the Box, that's one that's always that's stuck in your head. Yeah, the brown, brown, brown. Yep. Killer, man. We'll, we'll rock that one for you, and then let me get you on one more. I, if we evolve that, that's more like early 90s, right? If we go more late 90s yeah. and dip, dip into the 2000s for what I like to call the uh, new metal six-pack. Okay. <laughs> so your favorite out of Rage Against the Machine, Corn, Lincoln Park, Slipknot, Disturbed, System of a Down. Oh, I love a lot of those bands. Um, we'll go with Rage Against the Machine, though. Kind of hard to argue with that. They were kind of the godfathers, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Slipknot was probably like the first super aggressive band that I ever got into. I remember when their self-titled record came out, I went to like one of those FYE listening stations. Right. And I put on the record and, that, and the first song, Sick, started <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> it kind of like blew my mind. It opened up my world. Yeah, you didn't know how things could be that heavy. No, you didn't. I mean, that was so aggressive. Like, they just, man, that really just hit you right in the teeth, that first song. It was nuts. 
and still have a turntable in it and screaming and singing. And yeah, yeah, it was and that, and that, that was kind of like an adventure. You're like, what is this band? <laughs> and you start looking them up, and you're like, what the heck is all of this? It's crazy. Who are these guys? What are these masks? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they're like super nice people. And like, yeah, they still put on like the best live show. They're so energetic. I don't know how they managed to do it as long as they have and be so all over the place on stage and keep their bodies together. Yeah, their show just keeps getting better and better, like their live show. Yeah. Talking yourself into Slipknot here, or are you sticking with Rage Against the Machine? <laughs> Uh, I, I've talked myself into Slipknot. I've talked myself into Slipknot. Just get your opinion on this last one, because I'm not totally formed yet on it. I'm 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 seeking help from from qualified uh, individuals like yourself, because I think okay. if I keep trying to evolve this game, I would have to go into metalcore. I kind of yep. feel like that's kind of the next big thing up, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm like, I don't have a name picked out for it. I think I got to do seven to make the game, you know, keep making sense. <laughs> So um, here, here's what I'm kind of working with. You tell me what, okay. I, what I'm missing. I got Kill Switch Engage, Shadows Fall, okay. Lamb of God, yeah. Avenge yeah. Sevenfold, yeah. Trivium, yeah. As I Lay Dying, yeah. Atreyu. Yeah, that's a good. That's a that's a good pick. That's seven, right? I think one, two, three. Yeah, that's four, five, seven. Six, that's seven. seven. I was yeah. counting on my hands. That was seven. Yeah. Did I did, did I do it? Is that it? Are we good? Or am I missing anyone? As far as like who was around from the very start, uh, all that remains is in there too from the from pretty early as well. Yeah, I was thinking maybe God like, forbid or like Unearth or. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, any any of those two, they could all fit on there. I didn't listen to Event Sevenfold much, so I don't know how metalcore they were when they first came out. Those first couple know. albums were. Yeah, I think our bass player used to listen to them. Dustin used to listen to them a lot. Have that have that conversation now. You're gonna go have that conversation with Dustin. Like, dude, are they really metalcore? Yeah. <laughs> are they really? Can they be in here? Can they be in this? So so maybe maybe that's the one that needs to sub out. You think you you think Atreus is more metalcore than Avenge Sevenfold or? they both suspect for you or because I know they were like the kind of like I know it was really happening on the yeah. east coast but they were kind of like the west coast and I guess as they lay dying too in, in San Diego yeah I mean Poison the Well could be in there as well they really started they really shook things up when they first came out it's kind of twofold it's not only the bands that were there in the beginnings but the most successful bands of those bands yeah 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 I could see that. I could see that. Well, then keep Event Sevenfold in there because, you know, they evolved into more hard rock and now they're absolutely gigantic. Yeah. They're probably the, the biggest seller of the group. Or like, oh, yeah, oh. for sure. Brett, it, it's been a blast talking to you, man. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at kcalfm.com. Adios.